0: Our psalm this morning starts with, I will praise you with my whole heart. The verb is also translated as thank you, or thanks, uh, and and as confess. Confess, that's interesting. So it's a confession not of our sins, but as we confess truth. St. Augustine, in his commentary on the psalms, and this particular one, suggests that most of us are used to confessing sins, at least... You know, I suppose he hopes we are, and I do too. Yet we also, as I said, confess our beliefs. We confess our belief in the creeds. We also, uh, says St. Augustine, confess our praise and thanks to God. And such confession, he continues in reference to this psalm, are we now going to hear of praise of God, of thanksgiving? The context of this confession, of this praising and giving of thanks to God Almighty, the context is the presence of the gods. Now there's some discussion regarding what the gods in this text refers to. It may mean literally in an idolatrous country, in which we're getting there quickly, aren't we? In the very temples of false gods, as so many Christian martyrs bore testimony to the faith, that it's in the midst of that context that, that our psalm is referring to. The Septuagint, the Vulgate, uh, the Ethiopic, and the Ar- Arabic, is that right? Translate it as angels. Father Neil, in his commentary on the Psalms, suggests that these and other notions may well be united in the sense which the words bear for us. A promise to do homage to the Lord undismayed by the presence of earthly potentates who disregard him. To do this homage publicly in his temple when his ministers are celebrating divine service. And to do it remembering that the angelic hosts are joining in that worship so that we men should be careful to let our attention devotion, love, and reverence be like theirs, that there be no dissonance instead of harmony in the united song of praise of God's creatures to God Almighty. This confession of praise and thanksgiving is done with the whole heart. Father Reardon has this comment on the heart. The confession of prayer is interior. Especially in this modern age of subjectivity, it would be easy to interpret this truth as implying that one's prayer is being made with real feeling. Indeed, one meets many individuals who spend most of their prayer time attempting to feel the right sorts of things, so that prayer becomes an exercise in the cultivation of proper sentiments. Or worse, one meets those who have actually stopped praying because their hearts are no longer in it, so that they, so that they do not feel sincere. Alas, it is common these days to identify sincerity with emotional spontaneity. The word heart, in the biblical and traditional vocabulary of prayer, bears no such meaning. When we speak of prayer being from the heart, we mean that the prayer is coming from the very core of our being, from the center of our being of our will and the essence of our being, both physical and spiritual. This is where we are hoping that God will speak to us. This is where we are trying to be in order to listen for God's voice. Reardon notes that truly it is with a view to finding our hearts that we make the great effort that prayer itself demands of us. From the bottom of our hearts, the core of our being, we attempt to know ourselves and know God and confess him as the Almighty, worthy of the praise and thanksgiving that we then give. Augustine puts it this way. My whole heart I lay upon the altar of thy praise, and whole burnt offering of praise I offer to thee. I will confess to thee, O Lord, with my whole heart, for thou hast heard the words of my mouth. What mouth save my heart? For there have for there have we the voice which God heareth, which ear of man knoweth not at all. The last part of the psalm that we have to have time to deal with this morning is the direction of this prayer and praise. And thanksgiving. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for that for your loving kindness and your truth. Saint Augustine again notes that God dwells with the angels, in front of whom we confess our praise and thanksgiving to God. Therefore, he says, when our joy, being in spiritual things, not unearthly, taketh up a song to God to sing before the angels. That very assembly of angels is in the temple of God. We worship towards God's holy temple. There is a church below, there is a church above also. The church below in all the faithful, the church above in the angels. But the God of angels came down to the church below, and angels ministered to him on earth while he ministered to us. For I came not, saith he, to be ministered unto but to minister. The Lord of angels died for man. Therefore I will worship toward thy holy temple. I mean not the temple made with hands, but that which thou hast made for thyself. In the Old Covenant, the people of God worshipped in Jerusalem. The Holy Temple of God was built with hands, but the presence of God was to dwell within it. Daniel, in exile in Babylon, opened his windows towards Jerusalem and knelt in prayer towards the temple. In the New Covenant, when we worship with the angels, we are in the heavenlies. Worshipping toward the temple, which is Christ himself. Our whole sanctuary is oriented in this way. Traditionally, I don't know what the Roman Catholics are doing. Not here. But traditionally, facing east, for Christ will return like the rising sun. And with the altar of Christ and the cross of Christ at the front and the center. The focus of the whole sanctuary. So in church, when we say east, we mean that way, no matter which way the church is actually facing. Father Neal says that as all the sacredness which encompassed the temple was due to the indwelling presence which made it with its created exterior made with hands and uncreated inhabitant, the presence of God Almighty, a type or image of the Incarnation. So the deepest meaning of these words for us is adoration of the sacred humanity of our Lord Jesus Christ, in whom dwells all the fullness of Godhead bodily, which presence we adore in the most holy sacrament of the altar. This morning we come to praise God with our whole hearts in the presence of the angels, or put another way, with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven. We are oriented towards the God-man, the true Israel and the second Adam, the incarnate Lord Jesus Christ, whose incarnation and passion showed the world the truth of God's love and continually answers us when we cry out, and makes us bold with strength in our souls. Amen.